What's going on, guys? It's playoff time. Really curious as to how uh, yesterday's game, you know, affected your playoff run. You know, whether you're on to week 15 or not. That Zach Ertz touchdown at the end of regulation and then the touchdown in overtime, I'm sure, put many people on tilt. Or it got you into week 15. So, you know, I'm really curious uh, you know, as to how it affected you. So send me a DM or a comment on my latest post on, on Instagram. Uh, let me know how that went. I'm responding to everybody today. Um, but yeah, if you made it to week 15, congratulations. Let's go over some waiver wire pickups for you who could potentially help you out this week and next week. Um, you know, Raheem Mostert, he's, he's a must-add for me this week. It, you know, it seems like Kyle Shanahan finally can't ignore what's in front of him and you know, dating to last year, you know, whenever Mostert has given an, enough, you know, when he's given opportunity, he's efficient. And it seems like he fits the offense perfectly. Uh, he's not just a special teamer, right? He took the work away from Tevin Coleman in week 13. Uh, and for whatever reason, he's still available in, in 50% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, and this past Sunday, he led the backfield with 10 carries for 69 yards and a score. And then he took two catches for 40 yards and another score. So only two touches, but super efficient. Uh, Matt Breida was second in line with six carries for 54 yards. And remember, this is against the Saints. So there's a lot of value in this 49ers running offense. It's just a, a really good, you know, system for running backs, as you know I mentioned all the time. Uh, Tevin Coleman. Uh, only three carries, six yards on those three carries. So the only running back out of that trio to not be efficient with with his touches. And this is against the Saints defense, run defense. So you know this is not you know this is not a, a defense that you know has been given up you know a ton of yards per carry. Uh, but you know Mostert seems to be the one A to Breeders' role as the one B. And you know if Mostert hasn't been picked up in your league, he's a must pickup. You know he has Atlanta this week, the Rams the week after that. So this is two matchups that, you know, you're not really staying away from. Uh, he'll be a running back too uh, because of his expanded workload. Uh, Tevin Coleman is droppable. Hopefully he does get some more touches, but and I would assume that would be the case against the Falcons uh, because I'm sure that wasn't really the game plan necessarily, you know, against, um, you know, a stout Saints run defense this, this past week. Uh, DeAndre Washington. So Josh Jacobs, right, you know, the news – uh, of him having, you know, a broken shoulder <laughs> came out, you know, in the middle of the week, and he hasn't practiced last week. He didn't practice, and then he was a late scratch. He was questionable coming into the game. Uh, it was a late game on Sunday, and he was he was inactive for it. Uh, and DeAndre Washington, in his place, carried the load. 14 carries, got a touchdown. He even got he even had six receptions. So total of 20 touch touches for for the day. Uh, he's definitely worth a pickup this week, Jacobs. You know, he's, he was scheduled to get another MRI. We, we don't know what the results are of that. Uh, we may or may not get concrete news based on that MRI, but either way, I think Washington has a chance. You know, he's going up against Jacksonville this week, and that run defense has been giving up big games. Uh, I think seven running backs went over 100 yards, <laughs> you know, over the Jacksonville's last five games. So that tells you what you need to know. Uh, they can't stop anybody. So Washington, you know, and obviously the six receptions, they were down uh, in that game this past week. Uh, but still, like, you know, that's very encouraging. Um, uh, other running backs, Patrick Laird in, in full PPR leagues. 
Um, you know, he led the Dolphins backfield in attempts with 15, caught four of five targets for 38 yards. He's definitely in PPR consideration as a RB2. The rest of the way, he played 81% of snaps, ran 32 routes. Um, he might not get it done in the run game, but the passing volume that he, he's getting should keep his PPR floor, um, you know, afloat. So we should be reminded that Laird took his 15 carries for 48 yards this past week against, you know, a pretty great Jets rush defense this year. So it's very possible he can do better in that category against the Giants this week and then Cincinnati uh, in Week 16. Uh, Boston Scott, you know, you saw what he did uh, last night, but, you know, it's possible Jordan Howard is back. I I do want to mention him, though, right? Because it's hard to downplay the impact that he made uh, on the Eagles offense, you know, Miles Sanders had to leave uh, for a little bit. He did return, but Scott remained in the mix, uh, rightfully so, given the plays that he was making. It's possible that this becomes a committee if Howard isn't cleared by next week. Uh, we know Doug Peterson was doing his best to revive Darren Sproles to believe he was capable. You know, over the past two years, he tried to get him on the field, right? Despite Sproles being so old, you know, his inability to stay on the field for more than five snaps without getting hurt. So Scott might be that guy for him, right? Um, obviously, there's a lot of ambiguity, you know, with you know what his role is going to be moving forward. He's a speculative ad at best. He's a tough start next week, but you know, I'm sure many fantasy players are in desperate, you know, are in desperate time, are in desperate times uh, in PPR leagues. They're in deeper leagues. Um, you know, there might not be people running backs available. And given the lack of playmakers the Eagles have, it's possible his role sticks if Howard continues to miss time. Uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, guys likely on the shelf the rest of the way. I would assume he's out this this next this week uh, with that MCL injury. It's the same knee that he tore his ACL on last year. Uh, but Peterson, he can become a play due to volume. He, he's played relatively well this year. Uh, the Redskins' offense is improving slightly. We know that they want to run the ball. Right in Washington, we know that Philly this week is a matchup you might want to stay away from, though. Um, but it might be worth keeping Peterson on your roster for Week 16's game against the Giants if you think you'll need help at running back. Uh, Matt Breida, the one B, still has value in the 49ers offense. They didn't get a ton of volume last. The entire backfield didn't get a ton of volume last week against the Saints. But you know, the game plan going against the Saints isn't to run the ball, um, and I think Matt Breida. You know, he's going to be one week removed from his ankle injury, uh, and he won't be playing the Saints' run defense. He has Atlanta, the Rams, over the next two weeks. The 49ers can potentially offer some volume for their backfield in both matchups. So, he's a boom-bust flex option next week. There's no doubt that he has upside, um, you know, in one of the best rushing systems in the NFL. on Johnson, um, he can potentially be activated in Week 16 against Denver. Not an ideal matchup, but Bo Scarborough did sustain an injury to his ribs. Uh, can potentially keep him out through the next couple of games. We just don't know what that, what you know, the severity on that is. Um, so you know, carry on. He'll be a desperation flyer if he's active for that game. But it's worth knowing that he can be back in case you want to roster him. Uh, just know that there will be ambiguity with his workload based on you know the fact that it's his first game back from injury um, and nothing to play for. Right, so who knows if they're even going to play him, how much they'll play him, and all that. Very, very risky start, obviously, if you're playing him in week 16. But if you are playing him or considering it, it means that you are pretty desperate. Uh, Gus Edwards, 
Um, he's a good back to have on your roster through Thursday night because the Ravens are playing the Jets. You know, if Mark Ingram were to go down with an injury, Edwards would be the next man up on an elite offense. So if Ingram leaves Thursday night's game unscathed, you can drop Edwards for the next handcuff. Okay, moving on to wide receivers. Uh, A.J. Brown has to be mentioned. His production, you know, is scattered, right? It's going to be tough to predict when he's going to go off. Uh, And if we could, he would have been on every fantasy team at this point. There's no doubt this dude is going to have a good career. He looks so good. You know, if he stays healthy, he's going to have a good career. But I would only play him if you need that ceiling this week. He's a definition of boom bust right now. Um, You know, it also might be worth just rostering. If you don't want to play him, you can roster him to avoid you know, your wide receiver or flex needy opponent to play him this week against you to avoid the potential of him hitting his ceiling again, right? The Texans perimeter defense has gotten significantly better over the last several weeks. So Brown isn't a lock to do his thing, but, you know, still, you know, he has a ceiling to go off in any given week uh, if you need the upside and you can plug him into your lineup if you need that upside yourself. Um, without T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron, Zach Pascal over the last two weeks, 10 targets and 9 targets, um, it's possible he gets shadow treatment from Marshawn Lattimore You know, this week as a clear-cut number one wide receiver if T.Y. Hilton is out. Um, the target share isn't guaranteed if that's the case, which makes him a risky play, uh, but he went up against Tennessee and Tampa Bay over the last two weeks, and we know that those are those have been the you know one of the top two defenses when it comes to giving up fantasy points to wide receivers so you know the saints do give up points to wide receivers but if you get said shadow treatment it's going to be tough i don't know if pascal is the type of receiver to to deserve shadow treatment so it might not happen uh it's just a little risky still i do think he's still a wide receiver three this week um rashad perriman mike evans likely out for the rest of the fantasy playoffs sucks big time but Perriman, I think, should benefit from a high-octane passing offense. He went from 70 yards, you know, went over 70 yards each of the last two weeks, was able to find the end zone on Sunday. Uh, he gets a great matchup against Detroit this week, so he's going to be in the wide receiver three discussion. Darius Slayton last night, dude looked good, man. Um, but, you know, obviously it, it, some of it was a product of the Eagles' perimeter defense. He did have the best matchup on you know, then I think out of everyone on Monday night, he had the best matchup on that left side of the perimeter. Uh, he ended up leading the team with eight targets, caught five for fifty for one fifty four and two touchdowns. Uh, not the first time he had a huge game like this. You know, he had a you know fourteen target, ten catch, one hundred twenty one yard, two touchdown game against the Jets several weeks ago. So there might be more to just a good matchup in Slayton. Dude seems talented. Uh, he out targeted legit wide receivers. In Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard, he's averaging nine and a half targets over the last four games. He has two good matchups coming up if you're in need of continued upside. Uh, He has the Dolphins next week. And they, if you look at that matchup, they've been giving up the most fantasy points over the last four weeks to Slayton side. uh, And the second most over the last eight weeks uh, coming into last week. So, great matchup. And and we saw what Robbie Anderson was able to do. Uh, He also... Uh, primarily that lines up on that side, and he was at, he was able to take advantage last week. Uh, seven catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Cole Beasley caught his third touchdown in three weeks. That makes six touchdowns over the last eight games. Uh, Pittsburgh isn't the best, you know, defender of slot wide receivers, so he does have a chance of getting it done again as a wide receiver three. 
Um, Justin Watson, Watson, worth you know knowing his name. You know, with Mike Evans being out, um, you know he was forced into a ton of playing time because of the injury to Evans. Uh, he ended up catching five of eight for fifty nine yards and a touchdown. So you know, like I mentioned, um, he's on a high octane passing offense, so he's worth a look. You know, he's an intriguing prospect. Um, the matchup against Detroit is a juicy one. Might be more of a DFS flyer, but still, if, you know, you might be in a deep league, you're desperate, and you need some upside, um, I, I, I think, you know, he's a potential play uh, in, in those desperate upside leagues. <laughs> have to qualify it. Uh, Isaiah Ford, similar thing. Uh, Devontae Parker got concussed in the second quarter. Uh, you know, we'll see if Parker can clear the concussion protocol in time, that would be ideal because the Giants are on deck. Uh, but because of the matchup, you got to pay attention to Ford. He was the target leader, caught 6-9 for 92 yards um, this past week. So just, just keep his name in mind if Devontae Parker cannot go. Okay, Titan adds uh, Tyler Higby. You know, Gerald Everett uh, was out the past couple of games, and Higby caught uh, another seven balls for a second straight 100-yard game. Um he ran 26 routes, which was only second to Robert Woods, 32. Uh, and he jumps to a mid-level tight end one uh, against Dallas. It's a good matchup. And if Everett's out again, you know, Higby, Higby's a play for sure. Um, O.J. Howard on the field for 87% of snaps, ran 38 routes uh, to Cameron Brait's 14, the other tight end. So one would assume that he'll be a much bigger part of the game plan, knowing Mike Evans will miss time. He caught 4 or 5 for 73 yards on Sunday, caught 5 or 6 for 61 yards the week prior. So I can see him continuing that uh, moving forward. Jacob Hollister, uh, he's being targeted. You know, he's being looked at in the reds in the end zone. He didn't he he didn't come down with a touchdown, but he did get one called back uh, on Sunday night. So, you know, he's still in play as one of Russell Wilson's favorite targets. Dallas Goddard. If he's still available in your league, he didn't have the best game last night, but he has a great matchup against the Redskins. They've allowed the ninth most fantasy points to, tight, to the tight end position. So he's definitely in play, especially with Alshon Jeffrey, Jeffrey uh, potentially being out. Ian Thomas. If Greg Olson misses again, Thomas would be a great streamer. Caught for 5 of 10 targets for 57 yards and a score on Sunday. Uh, his target count was second only to Christian McCaffrey. Um, so Seattle... If you look at that matchup, it's a pretty good matchup for tight ends, so he should be on your radar this week if he wasn't last week. David Njoku, uh, going up against the Cardinals this week, he's going to be active, he's going to be back. Uh, so if you're desperate, you throw him in and hope for a touchdown. You know, you got when guys like Foster Moreau, you know, Nick Boyle, Dawson Knox have good games against the Cardinals, Njoku doesn't seem like such a bad idea. So he'll be one week removed from returning. Uh, yeah, he did return last week, so, um, you know, one week back, um, he is a desperate flyer. Okay, quarterbacks who might still be available. I'm assuming a lot of people have been stashing quarterbacks for the playoffs. Uh, but for whatever reason, if Tannehill's still available, um, actually he's a, he's available in the majority of Yahoo leagues for whatever reason. But uh, you know, if you look at the numbers, since he took over as a starter in Week Seven, he is the overall QB three behind only Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. So. Two streamable matchups at home, one against Houston, the other against the Saints. You know, he he's a good play in both games. Ryan Fitzpatrick, same thing. 
you know, hopefully he'll have Devontae Parker back. Uh, hopefully he, he can clear the concussion protocol. Uh, but, you know, without Parker, at least Fitzpatrick didn't completely shit the bed without him. Um, he'll have a great matchup against the Giants in Week 15. Another good matchup against Cincinnati at home in Week 16. Um, and like Tannehill, if you look at the numbers, he's the overall quarterback 5 since he took over as a starter in Week 7. Uh, Eli Manning didn't look so bad. <laughs> uh, but still, like when you're stream, when you're considering streaming Eli Manning, you know uh, you're pretty desperate. But he's played Miami. You know I would definitely be nervous, but he is still an option. Outside of these three guys, not too much. You know, not too many quarterbacks available under fifty percent that you'd be willing to start. Um, you know, maybe Mitch Trubisky, but honestly, like that's that's a little tough. Um, if you if you fast forward to Week 16. Ryan Tannehill against New Orleans, like I mentioned. Ryan Fitzpatrick against Cincinnati. Uh, Phillip Rivers against Oakland at home. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, hopefully he can run the ball like he did this past week. Um, you know, against Kansas City at home. Gardner Minshew, it doesn't look like DJ Chark is going to play in Week 16. We'll see. Uh, but if DJ Chark doesn't play, I don't really want to start Minshew against Atlanta. Uh, but if Chark does go, I'm okay I'm okay uh, starting Minshew, especially because of his his, you know, uh, his rushing ability. Uh, Andy Dalton in Miami and Drew Locke against Detroit. You know, we'll get a, another game uh, game for, you know, sample size with Drew Locke. And we'll see if he's an option in Week 16. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's definitely a name to, to, to keep an eye on because he didn't play really well this past week. Uh, defensive streamers who might still be available. Uh, Seattle at Carolina and Kansas City uh, versus Denver. Those are the two options this week. And then in week 16, if you're looking forward, uh, Houston at Tampa Bay. Uh, Seattle against Arizona. Indianapolis against Carolina. Denver against Detroit. KC at Chicago. And Cincinnati at Miami. In order of how I would start those guys. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, so, listen. I wish you guys the best this week. You know, uh, don't sweat it. I know a lot of people are, are on tilt after this past week. If you didn't make the playoffs, listen, it's all good. You know, actually, if you didn't make the playoffs, you probably didn't even listen to this shit. So <laughs> I'm guessing if you listen to this all the way through, you're in the playoffs. Um, so good luck this week. I wish you guys the best. Uh, I'm going to have my uh, column where I go over every single game, uh, every single matchup, every single fantasy relevant player uh, in article form uh, later this week. Keep, keep an eye out for that. Uh, but until then, I'll see you guys. Take it easy and good luck again.